0: A mix between a lion and Tony Montana. Yeah, just a coke fueled
1: super predator.
0: (laughs) Survivors ready. Go! That's not the idol. What is it? it. I know. It has a face on it. I may be a lot of things, but I ain't no Hershey bar.
1: (laughs) Can I play it? I want to play that. You are going to have to dig deep. Welcome back. We're back. To the Dig Deep Survivor Rewatch podcast, the show where we look back at the past 40 seasons of the greatest social experiment on television, which is, of course, Survivor. Brendan here, joined with Matthew. Good to be here. Matt, for short. We're back with part two of our Survivor Fiji Rewatch. Last episode, we discussed episodes one through nine of Fiji, all the way up to the merge vote. So if you haven't listened to that yet, definitely go back and check it out. But... If you're all caught up on your Survivor Fiji rewatch, then let's go. We'll have some spoilers ahead for episode 10 through the finale and the reunion. And of course, we'll have some other neat notes. Matt, I'm excited to finish this one off. Sam, this was a fun season. A very fun season. And uh, I think we should get right into it. So spoilers ahead. Let's do it. All right. So Survivor Fiji part two. I think uh, for a quick little recap, I think we need to take a look at where things are starting episode 10. Uh, To go back, Michelle was just voted out at the merge vote uh, due to a bit of a strange twist. A twist that neither of us were a huge fan of. Because I think it really really messed up her game and it also... Um, And she was showing some potential at the time, some potential in it. And and she was in a really a key part of of Earl and Yao Man's alliance. And and it really just kind of screwed her game. And it also screwed their games due to a twist that we haven't really seen before. So as we head into episode 10, we're kind of seeing how uh, Earl is going to respond, pick up the pieces of uh, Michelle going home. Uh, We also have the uh, Four Horsemen Alliance. And uh, seeing how they're going to do with uh, Dreams, who's a bit of a wild card, and the other three guys who are uh, not great, mm-hmm. not great.
0: Yeah, it's interesting to see how how Boo, Cassandra, Earl, and Yao can recover from losing
1: someone they were very close with. So the thing uh, that I found interesting to start ep- episode ten is Earl. Uh, they they come back. He sees that Michelle is gone. But he doesn't start scrambling. And I think this was a very key moment in kind of seeing how he sort of approaches the game. What he did was, and he said this, is he's going to let people come to him to try and uh, win his favor, to get him to be a part of their alliance. And and of course, Boo actually did that and tried to come to recruit him. Uh, Earl actually compared the game to chess at this point, which I think is a really good uh, comparison, showing just how intellectual he is and strategic thinking about the game.
0: Hearing him... Just talk about the game was a treat because he he's so knowledgeable and has such a strong social game and such a strong social awareness. And I think that just carries over from his regular life.
1: And that social awareness is uh, shown off in their first reward challenge of episode of the, uh, the second half. It is the 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 uh, the challenge where Jeff Propes asked them questions about the tribe. And they have to answer them honestly, uh, who they think fits each criteria the best. One thing that I found interesting in this one was that they said that they would trust Earl with their lives. Mm-hmm. I would too. Me too. But I think it just goes to show how well he was playing up until this point, And they all really trust him and think he's a stand-up dude. And uh, not to say he's not, but he is playing them at this point. And at this point, he hasn't
0: created too big of a target on himself. He's been doing all this while still
1: having, while still floating under the radar a little bit. Speaking of somebody else that's flown under the radar at this point is Cassandra. Cassandra, I was very impressed with her in this challenge because she got pretty much every single question correct. I'm not sure. She crushes this one. And we don't know much about Cassandra up until this point. Again, she was kind of, she was on the early moto tribe. So we didn't get her uh, a lot of confessionals from her in the first half of the first half of the season. Uh, and then afterwards we only saw her a couple times, but I think this is the first time that we kind of see that Cassandra really knows what's going on and she has a really high level of social awareness. She knows uh, exactly not only how she perceives people, but also how other people are perceiving everybody else on the tribe, which I think is really important.
0: I think her knowledge of the game was quite strong and I I feel like she just maybe played too passive and... And I think her edit kind of reflected that. They
1: didn't, I didn't think they used her enough. Well, and that's kind of, you know, she only really shows up as a key player after the merge. Mm-hmm. And we Maybe there was more before the edit, but that's all we see. So Cassandra ends up winning this challenge and she says she's going to be taking people on the reward that she wants to form an alliance with, which is uh, a great play. Yeah, this it's good to see this. Really smart move. That is one of our uh, rules in the Dig Deep Doctrine. You have to be very strategic with your rewards. You can't just take your friends. Sometimes you have to take people that you might not be as close with uh, if you want to form a bond with them. So she takes Dreams, Boo, and uh, as she likes to call him, Yaoman. Yaoman. This
0: is something that happens in the second half of the season is everyone starts calling Yaoman, Yaoman.
1: And we're not exactly sure why. And Jeff keeps calling him by his real name, but everyone else calls him Yaoman. Maybe it's because we hadn't heard Cassandra speak much the first half of the season.
0: Maybe she was calling him Yao Man the whole time, but
1: but uh, again, on on this reward, I think we see uh, Cassandra's social awareness. And again, I was just this was like this was the Cassandra episode for me. She uh, wanted to pull dreams in, and she did, and she did. But she also recognized that he was playing both sides pretty handily. Uh, she noticed that right away in one of her confessionals on the reward. She goes, you know, I know that dreams is also in with those other guys. And she kind of got that read w- right away, which was correct. Um, however, while Dreams was being honest with Cassandra, he was still playing both sides at that point. But it was in their favor because he was laying the groundwork to flip on the uh, four horsemen. Those mm-hmm. cool bros. Those those total bros. So Dreams shows Earl and Cassandra the idol and he plays it off like he's never even seen an idol before, uh, which is, of course, a lie because uh, Yaman has an idol. And Yao Man's Earl's best friend.
0: And so Earl's able to know that Dreams is correct and not lying to him because he has previous knowledge of the other idol.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, this changes everything for Yao Man and Earl because they, you know, they thought that they were the only ones with an idol in the game at that point.
0: But now they know they're not
1: the only ones with some power. So later on this day uh, or this week, uh, Yao Man wins the immunity challenge. Which is always good. We love to see our boys win some immunity challenges. But a key thing happens. It wasn't a very spicy immunity challenge. A key thing happens uh, in camp afterwards because uh, we have the kind of core alliance featuring Earl and Yao Man, Cassandra, uh, Stacy, and then we have the Four Horsemen. And so they are—they know they're on the chopping block. They need to use their idol tonight. So what do they do? Mookie has the idol. And he hands it to Alex right in the middle of camp.
0: I I still don't understand this one. Like, why are you passing it to him in front of everybody? Just go like you can't go off and go get some water or something. This seemed ridiculous.
1: Well, and because they looked super shady about it, too. Like they could have literally just gone off 10 meters away from camp and he could have just handed it to him. But instead, it was just like this weird little like espionage handoff low to the ground. So, of course, dreams noticed. Not everybody else did, but Dreams saw it, and so he now knows that uh, Mookie doesn't in fact have the idol anymore, uh, but Alex does. So Dreams tells Alex that they're going to vote for him as part of a way to kind of get himself solidified with Earl and Cassandra. Dreams wants to pick a side at this point in the game. He doesn't want to play both sides anymore. And he does. So they uh, he tells Alex that they're voting for him. Alex is primed to use that idol. However... The alliance has a bit of another plan because they are not 100% sure if they can trust Dreams. So they tell Dreams to vote for Mookie. And then they come up with a little alternative plan. Everyone else vote, votes out Edgardo. And this, this,
0: go ahead. And I love seeing this strategy because they're testing Dreams while still getting what they want accomplished, which is getting one of the three tight
1: four horsemen out of the game. And it might not be the biggest threat, which I think at this point was Alex of those guys. But at this point, it's still just a numbers game. You don't necessarily have to go after your biggest threat right away. Uh, If you can just chip away at that person's numbers, then that's all you really need. So they get to tribal. Alex plays the idol for himself. It's a big surprise. However, the votes go Edgardo's way. One for Mookie. uh, And Edgardo goes home.
0: And back to Earl talking about this being chess. Sometimes you're not taking out the, the king right away, you're taking out a pawn.
1: Exactly. So uh, they get the one vote from Mookie, and that is, of course, Dreams' vote. Uh, but the thing that I'm most impressed with afterwards, we head into episode 11, is that the main alliance is able to rein Dreams back in right away. He's a little bit ticked off right off the bat that they didn't necessarily uh, keep him into the plan. They didn't loop him in. However, they get him calmed down. He's back in. Uh, But the thing I think that's funniest is that he goes back to Mookie and Alex Mm -hmm. and he acts like he didn't vote against them. Yeah, I'm not sure what Dreams was trying to do here. Well, in his confessional around this time, he said that he was he was trying to do jury management, which is important. However, they just you're just doing it wrong. (laughs) Yeah, they just saw completely through him and and uh, they 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 weren't going to he wasn't going to get their jury votes. Uh, but I just thought that was really funny that he, but again, we, we think that, you know, in dreams development, just seeing that he was thinking about that and thinking about jury management, not executing properly, but that is something he was thinking about. He Mm -hmm. was thinking a couple steps ahead. Always entertaining too. Whether or not he's making
0: the right decisions. Dreams was always good TV. Always good TV. Very wholesome
1: up until a certain point. Mm -hmm. So uh, we go into a reward challenge here and it's the lacrosse uh, style ball throwing one in the mud. And one of my notes here is that it just it was like really muddy. Like a lot of Survivor challenges are like muddy. This one was like really muddy. Like it was gross.
0: Gross muddy. We also get a really gross moment with uh, with Boo. So
1: Boo, yeah, his knee pops out of something.
0: And we get a disgusting sound up here. Of his knee popping, and Jeff does say that that is 100% real. That's the noise of his
1: knee popping back into place. Yeah, well, and after the fact, at at the reunion, Boo actually says he did have a torn ACL after this, so I imagine it would be from this gross injury. You'd think so. You'd think so, but... Although he's hurting himself a lot. He does hurt himself a lot, so maybe he just fell down at some point in the months after the show. So... uh. Stacy, Earl, Alex, and Dreams get to go on a seaplane reward. That's always fun. Mm -hmm. Look, Mom, I'm flying. In a plane. In a plane. Look. Uh, Boo gets sent to Exile Island, which is great because uh, Boo isn't one of the more intellectual players. No. Boo's the
0: honest handshake means a lot to me kind of guy.
1: I have a quote from him. When he returns to camp, he talks to, I think, Earl about about the idol. And he says, it's around here somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) yeah boo thanks boo (laughs) yeah boo it is uh so on the reward alex tries to uh get in with uh uh, stacy and earl and dreams they're not really having any of it i think at at, at this point they had identified that he was the biggest threat
0: and he's untrustworthy he's not the kind of guy you, you could kind of build a
1: game with at that point so they get back to camp after the reward, and uh, I think Alex and Mookie are in threat level midnight at this point. They realize it's pretty do or die.
0: They're in panic mode, and they're thinking of any possible way they can stir
1: up the game. So what they do, they know that Yaman has been to Exile Island a lot, so they check his bag. Which is something I'm not a fan of. You're not a fan of the ch- the bag check? That, I think, crosses a, crosses a line in a way for me hmm. So they they check his bag and of course he has it in there and he wasn't you know, he didn't go and hide it or, or anything because why would he why would anybody go through your bag or why would you know, there's no rules in this era of Survivor when it comes to the immunity idol, because who knows? Uh, but so they go off to discuss about how they're going to uh, basically blackmail Yao. They want to call him out. They want to call him out. And uh, but little do they know that. Stacy and Cassandra are just in the bushes just behind them they're looking lurking mm-hmm. a good lurk a a queen sandra move mm-hmm.
0: and here's something that i i always from a production standpoint why can't they see that there's a camera crew and obviously a sound guy and t- the two women sitting in the bushes you'd think you'd hear that or see that the scope of the show sometimes is a little bit like how are they how are they capturing that and how are they not getting caught I don't know.
1: Maybe, surprising. Maybe it's TV magic. Maybe it's not as it seems. So, uh, however, Cassandra and Stacy they don't really do a good job of lurking because then they just make a bunch of noise and Mookie and Alex see them. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they run back to camp because they go, oh, shoot, we got to go uh, and do our plan of uh, outing Yao Man before... Stacy and Cassandra can go talk to them. So they do it and they tell people, but it doesn't have the effect they hope it would. No. Everyone's mad at them for
0: looking in Yao Man's bag, and Yao Man just owns up to it and says he does have an idol. So he loses the I guess the the cover, but he still has the idol. Um and he's he's upfront with his alliance about it.
1: And they're not upset with him at all. And they're they're actually mad at Mookie and Alex more. An, an, another quote from Stacy was that her heart was hurting for Yao Man. This is how much this man was loved. Just a great dude. Yeah, don't be mean to Yao Man. Like, no, no one's going to respect you being dirty to the nicest, most wholesome guy in the game. Not even a secret hidden immunity idol could make them think that he was a bad dude. So, I, that wasn't... I don't really think that was a very good play from them. I mean, I know it was kind of very last ditch and... You know, they know that it's it's their heads on the chopping block. But pick a better target than Yao Man. Like, I know that the the idol is usually a great way to put a target on somebody. But I think Yao Man had just such a strong alliance at this point, And he had, you know, he had such a good social game that he wasn't the target. He wasn't going to be the one that they were going to pick off if they were going to flip with Alex and, Alex and uh, Mookie.
0: And you're not going to make the most honest, wholesome man look bad by by
1: telling everyone he has an idol like everyone like that went that's how just, you thought it was gonna go that's just sweet everyone's mm-hmm. like oh of course he did of course he found an idol so I always thought it was funny in this episode Alex compared himself to both a lion backed into a corner and also uh, Scarface Tony Montana that's pretty badass I mean the dude thinks pretty highly of himself this guy's so cocky he was I mean he is really smart but it's just like he was it was his uh his hubris that was a bit uh I think it was off-putting for people. A mix between a lion and Tony Montana. Yeah, just a coke-fueled super predator. <laughs> uh so uh, at at tribal one of the four horsemen goes, one of the one of the two horsemen at this point I guess, Mookie goes home. But we get a
0: nice little bit of strategy from Alex here because he They split the vote, the alliance, and it was going to be an even vote. But Alex smartly realizes this and thinks to himself, hey, instead of this going to a revote, I can just get Mookie out of here because it's going to be me or him. I'd rather it be him. And Mookie obviously doesn't think of this.
1: And the thing I think is interesting is that we learn as we move into episode 12. uh, So they split the votes for Alex and Mookie, of course. So that's why Alex was able to flip it on Mookie. Earl wasn't 100% on board with this plan, but he went with the flow. He went with it. uh, But in a a confessional right after Tribal Council, he says, this is the last time I'm listening to these people. That was one of the moves where I don't think Earl was completely in control of it. And they screwed up. It didn't have any lasting consequences because they uh, were able to get Alex out down the road. However, if, you know, you don't get a big threat like that out when you are targeting him. That could be something that comes back to bite you.
0: And this is how tight Earl's game is. It's because something small like this upsets him so much. And it's not a drastic mess up by his his alliance, but something that small can throw his game off...
1: Like, that's how tight he had this game. Because he has such control. And even just losing that inch of just going, ah, well, the, the the guy I wanted out second most went home instead of the guy I first wanted out went home. It didn't go the exact way he wanted, but that's how tight he had the game. And it pissed him off. Just a competitor, but not an in-your-face competitor. So also after Tribal, Stacy goes and apologizes to Alex for some reason. I'm not sure why. This was weird. It was weird. so the, and and everyone sees it. So she gets target on her back. and they're already not fans of her. No, she was already the the the, the fifth member of the alliance. So good work, Stacy. I guess. Mm. uh, so Cassandra later on, she's uh, talking to Yao man and she convinces him that she's not set on dreams for the final three um and that she would consider all options if she had immunity, which I think again, like her and dreams were tight. But she did have a very good social game. She was able to form those uh, bonds with people. And again, she said everything with a smile. She was so sweet. It was really off-putting, actually.
0: Her, We've talked about this. Her smile to me seemed
1: like there was nothing behind it. And well, it, it was really like, freaked me out. It's like, she's like, oh, that's nice. Oh, and it's like, she was being genuine, but I was like, oh, like... It kind of gave me chills. Like, yeah, it's it's hard to explain fully, but... She was able to be so nice to everyone. And I think that's what helps her uh, get this far in the game. So we get to the reward challenge here, and it is, as I like to call it, the disgusting hunk of meat challenge. Great name. I'm not a fan of this one. Uh, I never need to see it again. It comes up a few more times, but I don't think we are going to be forced to watch this ever again due to the... Uh, Uh, The coronavirus? No, this is not a COVID-friendly... Even after COVID, I think everyone's got their hygiene levels and uh, expectations pretty high at this point. I don't think they're going to make people put their mouth on the same hunk of meat as every other mouth on their tribe. So, this one is gross. This one... I don't know why they wanted this to be a challenge ever. Why they thought this was a good idea.
0: It... It's... It is gross. I just...
1: We don't need it. So, it's an interesting reward challenge though because it's not... Uh, one person wins and they get to choose who comes on the reward with them. It's literally just the top, uh, the top three or four, I think that get to go on the reward. And then the top person gets an advantage in the next immunity challenge, mm-hmm. which is a cool way of doing it. Yeah. So Boo wins. He would win the challenge where you have to tear hunks of meat off a big hunk of meat. That sounds like something Boo would be good at, and he he was good at it. He would be good at. So, uh, he sends Earl to Exile Island. We can uh, discuss whether that was strategic or whether he just picked somebody out of a hat, because I don't know how much Boo had going on. Boo was kind of on the outskirts most of the game. But he was tight with Earl, so I mean, they could have... Again, this might be giving him too much credit, but they could have said, you know, let's send Earl, uh, get another clue for the idol. Maybe... Who knows? I don't think that was I, what you was don't happening. think that's it. No. All right. Uh, so next up, uh, a, a quiet day leading up to immunity. So uh, we get to the immunity challenge, and Boo gets to use his advantage. And this was a big advantage. It's one of the. Uh, it's a tiered challenge where there's multiple levels, and he gets to sit out until the last round. hmm It was a big advantage. That's a big advantage, and uh, Boo goes on to win it. It was a very tight race at the end. It was him and Dreams and Alex who was fighting tooth and nail, uh, who knew he needed that immunity to win, but uh, they were scaling a tower out in the middle of the ocean and Boo was just able to get to the top first. So Alex uh, gave it the old college try but just couldn't finish. Old Scarface. Mm. That's what I like to call him. So uh, Alex, his last attempt before Tribal, He's working on Cassandra to try and get Yao Man out. And uh, a good strategy. A good strategy because Yao Man is the biggest threat at that point. Everyone realizes at this point that Yao would win the game. It's unanimous. Everyone knows Yao would win. So I don't know why they didn't try this one vote earlier. Instead of being like, let's be mean to Yao Man. Let's try it. Why didn't they try to appeal to everyone else's strategic mind and say Yao Man's the biggest threat? Mm -hmm. One vote ago. Because Cassandra is at the very least listening, and I'm not sure how tight it actually was. I think the edit might have made it a little bit more dramatic leading up to the vote just because it was a clear vote. Mm-hmm. Alex went home. They wanted Alex out. And they voted Alex out. So I'm not sure how tight it actually was leading up to the vote, but uh, because I think it it wouldn't have been as dramatic if there was any thought that anybody but Alex was going home, so... Not a shocking one. Not a shocking one. One thing that I loved, episode 13, we see, I think this might be the first iteration of the makings of a spy shack. Mm-hmm. Boo started it. Boo started it. So he makes a little trail that goes behind the water well, and he's his plan is to uh, lurk there and listen to people while they talk. Just listen to some conversations. Information is power. That's And that's great. And I, I think, I mean, that as I said, if, if that's the first time that a spy shack or, or uh, as popularized by Tony Vlachos, if that's the first time that that came into play, then that's just another first for this season. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's really interesting that Boo was the one to do it, but maybe he was thinking. It doesn't come up again, so maybe he doesn't actually use it, but I just thought it was very interesting that, that they were laying the groundwork for that. So... Uh, we head into a reward, and this is a staple of early Survivor. A truck. The car challenge. And this one turns out to be especially spicy. Maybe the best one ever. Uh, this is a challenge. They get a the winner gets a truck, and they get to take their truck, and they get to take some uh, some school supplies to a local Fijian school, and. Give them some fun stuff, which is always nice to see. Uh, So they set this up beforehand. Dreams uh, is the only one out of the group that doesn't have a car. We know Dreams' story. He grew up homeless. Um, So he's said how much a truck would mean to him. He doesn't, you know, he hasn't had the means to have a car and everybody else has one. So he goes hard in this challenge. It comes down to uh, Yao, Stacy, and Boo competing for the car in the final round. And Yao Man, of course, pulls it out, challenge throwing, beast, throwing knives or axes or something, cutting ropes, and he wins. Yao Man doesn't need a truck, so Yao Man goes into game mode. How can he? How can he leverage this truck? So he negotiates with Dreams. He says, "Dreams, how how bad do you want this truck?" So his deal, his his proposition is, "I will give you this truck. I will give you this reward if." We both make it to final four, and you win immunity. You must give me your immunity idol. At this point in the game, what do you think of this move? Like, not
0: knowing what ends up happening, what do you think of that move?
1: I think it is a... Here's the thing. There's no risk for Yao Man. It's... I mean, if he doesn't need the truck, then it's it's no risk. It's If it all works out... He's winning a million dollars. It's no risk, because oh. he will... Uh, you know, it's, it's just, uh, raising his odds of getting a, uh, an immunity at the mm-hmm. final four, raising his odds from one in four to two and four, or one in two. So I think it's, it's, it's low risk again, knowing what we know moving forward, which we will get to. Mm hmm. It doesn't look as smart, but I think there's multiple factors that came into play here uh, that made this deal seem a lot better for Yao Man than it ended up being.
0: And I love that Yao Man, every second of this game, he's playing it to the fullest.
1: Like, at at every point, he's trying everything he can to win the game. Well, because not only does he... Give Dreams the uh, the truck. He also sends himself to Exile Island. Love this move. So that he can go get another clue. He's, he and Earl have got to get another idol.
0: They're keeping the the information, the flow of information between them two.
1: But I wonder if something like that is a bit too on the nose. Like, I think now if you sent yourself to an Exile Island type place, people would be going, all right, well, screw this this person. They're just going to get an idol clue. But I think at, 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 at this stage, you know, I mean, he could have picked Earl. He could have sent Earl to Exile Island. Mm-hmm. But he sent himself. I think he was very confident. I think he was very confident at this stage uh, in the game. So they get to go uh, to the school. And I think one of my favorite moments of the season was they get to the school and all the school kids run out and then Jeff Probst is in the school (laughs) and Mm -hmm. he, he runs out with them and he's wearing the same color, he's wearing the same color shirt as them. And he's dressed just like the kids And he's just beaming. He's so happy back in the era when Jeff used to go on the rewards. Like there was nothing better for me than like in the first couple of seasons where like you would have a beer with someone, your reward was like your Kelly Wigglesworth and you're like, your reward is you get to go to a. Chinese bar with Jeff. <laughs> just talk about your game for a little bit. They need to bring they that They need back. to do that more because people would love that. Maybe he's too... <laughs> just too big for that now. Don't get me wrong. Um, so after this deal, I think... Uh, I think they both kind of had plans, Dreams and yeah.
0: It's also important to note that Boo was very much the target for the group at this point. They had all picked him as the guy they wanted to get out so yeah was thinking one move beyond
1: that yes dreams's plan is to is to cut yao before final four because technically that wouldn't be dishonoring the deal it's just that neither of them made it to the final four which Dreams i think
0: strategizing here
1: ethically i think that uh that plan would have been fine if they could have gotten him out before final four i don't think uh anybody would have a problem with uh that moral dilemma All right, heading into the immunity challenge. I think this was interesting because this is the second challenge in a row where the person who's likely to be voted out next knows that Mm -hmm. and they are fighting tooth and nail in the immunity challenge. That being boo. Boo's the very clear target for the alliance. So this was a fun challenge. Actually, I really like this one. It's a rope and ball trying to pull down balance beams so that you can balance on the beams. Mm, This was fun. I like that one. Uh, Boo ends up winning. It comes down to him and Yao, which, I mean, those are the two uh, perceived big threats at this point. So they were both fighting pretty hard, Uh, but Boo wins. Something that we talked about in the last episode, it's exciting challenges all season. So after that, they get back to camp. Yao and Earl, uh, they're conspiring. Get another hidden immunity idol, because they both have clues. They're very confident they know where it is at this point, or that they can find it. Yao man has one idol they want her to get Earl one mm-hmm. so what do they do they go do that they go find it Earl goes and finds it and uh bada bing bada boom they both have an idol which is great you love to have idols uh at the start of this one Cass and Dreams they decide to they're gonna take a shot at Yao Man it seems like
0: I love this I love that you you gotta try and get him as much as we love Yao Man and Earl at it- I'd be trying to target them at this point. Yeah, the only thing about that move is it
1: has to be a perfect blind side.
0: There can't be any loose, there can't be any leaks
1: in this plan. So they tell Earl, because Earl and Yao are tight, they tell Earl that the vote is Stacy. Everyone was going to be Boo. However, uh, that his uh, immunity win really threw a wrench into everything. So Earl and Yao man think it's going to be Stacy. Everyone else is thinking about flipping on Yao.
0: And we get an interesting conversation between Yao and Earl here because... Earl very much doesn't think anything is afoot or there's anything to be worried about,
1: but Yao is concerned. Well, and the thing is that even, I mean, Stacy was even in on it. And this is what confused me is because early on, she was playing it really well. Uh, She kind of admitted to Earl. She was like, you know, I, I think, you know, she kind of uh, reserved herself to going home. She was acting like she was the one that was going home that night. Uh, and then later on, we get to tribal council and they're discussing various things. The votes, as always. And a very interesting quote from Stacy. Jeff asks her about, you know, at this point in the game, how votes are going to shake out. Is everyone kind of voting together or is there kind of fractures? And she says, I don't think it's going to be a vote one way or the other. I think it's going to be split. Why do you say that? Bad vibes. And Yao Man's, uh, Yao Man's spidey senses start tingling there. Mm-hmm. As they should. Like,
0: it's too obvious, Stacy.
1: But again, I say, if you're trying to flip on someone in your alliance, and they think that person thinks that everyone is voting the same way, maybe at tribal council, don't say, hey, everyone's not actually voting the same way. Just a thought. It was stupid. It, it was stupid. So, yeah, man, he's feeling all kind of bad vibes, and he plays the idol and it was a it was a great moment. I mean, Yao man, he played it when he needs it. The first uh the first successful idol play in the modern sense. Yes. There's one previous, however, this is the one that
0: we'll say that someone kind of gets blindsided by an idol. Yeah, because they I mean I, I mean did Stacy How much of a blindside is well, it though Stacey, by modern standards?
1: But did Stacy really think that she didn't screw that up? I don't know. Maybe don't, you just like
0: I have this problem myself where sometimes you talk too much. Maybe that happens at a tribal council. Like there's cameras there. Like you're saying things you shouldn't say. Like there's pressure on these people for sure.
1: Yeah. So we get two votes, the two votes for Stacy, and she goes home and deservedly because she really screwed that one up. <laughs> And we keep, again, we keep the entertaining players in the game. Stacy's the least entertaining player of the six left at this point. Yeah. Sure. Stacy's move to this point was she was a, allegedly the one behind the Edgardo vote. But other than that, she hadn't really done much. So uh, we get all of our friends sticking around. So we're now into the finale. Yao Man is still feeling bad, bad vibes, evidently, because <laughs> he received the majority of votes at Tribal
0: Council. And Earl is betrayed here. And Earl doesn't know his standing at this point because he
1: feels betrayed by Cassandra in dreams. Mm -hmm. So Yao goes to Earl and he says, hey, we might need to use your idol on me next tribal council. Mm -hmm. And this is where we kind of see start to see a little bit of doubt for Earl. Not so much that he's ever doubting Yao man, but just that it's an individual game. And Earl was playing to win. Earl was playing a win like as as close as they were Earl was always looking out for himself he wasn't gonna ever give his idol to no man sorry yeah man uh we get to our first finale immunity challenge and it is a maze Jeff loves a maze on finale night mm-hmm. it's it's a staple nowadays a maze it's a staple well not not lately mm. but often. It happens a lot. It happens a lot. Jeff loves a maze. So uh Yao Man, it's a blindfolded maze challenge, and Yao Man crushes this one. Like it's not even close. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a challenge beast for what was he, fifty-four when he was on the show?
0: That's pretty good. A beast. He won a lot of immunities and and when he needed A lot of it. different ones too, a
1: lot of different kinds of immunities. He was a strong player all around. Because again, this was you know, it was it was him or Boo again at this point because uh Boo's big physical threat, apparently, uh, and Yao Man's an all-around threat. Again, I don't know why they weren't targeting Earl at all. Like they, I think that's just how tight he had his
0: game. Like exactly, he was...
1: Well, that's why I think it was so masterful. It was such a good game because he wasn't even ever on anybody's radar, and it wasn't because anybody thought he had an idol. It was just because they didn't think he was a threat. It's just nice, Earl, over there. Which is... being... Being all nice. Which is stuff. nuts watching it back, but maybe he was, you know, obviously he was just playing it perfectly. So uh one of Afterwards, you know, they're talking, uh Yao Man and, and Dreams are talking, and I, I really love there's a nice quote. Dreams tells Yao Man that he was one of the world's greatest fathers to him. Oh. Oh. So wholesome. So wholesome. We love we love both Dreams and Yao Man, right, Matt? Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. the best. Yeah, they aren't setting anything up with that. No, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so uh, the options are Boo or Dreams again, and Boo makes a strong pitch to Yao and Earl about getting rid of Dreams. However, I don't think Yao Man was ever going to get rid of Dreams at this point because he wanted to keep Dreams around. Dreams was one of his tickets to the final. To crank up his odds at, at at uh in the final immunity challenge or at the final four immunity challenge, let me say. Uh so it would be a pretty big risk if he tried to do that. So um This was a pretty straightforward vote. Pretty straightforward. Boo tried his best. I think uh he made a he made a strong pitch, but it was just it was gonna be him. And at
0: this point it's it's important to say they they all they're none of them are concerned about Cassandra at this point. Like they even though like watching from the viewer standpoint, I thought she wasn't that bad of a player and was, but I guess she rubbed people the wrong way and people didn't respect her game. So a lot of
1: people were not concerned about Cassandra at this point. Mm -hmm. And so I think, uh, I think one interesting thing that came up at this tribal council was, I think uh, Jeff was asking people about, you know, perceived threats. And I think he was he asked dreams a question about, you know, how his past in terms of gaining sympathy with people, if that makes him a threat and I, I just thought this this quote was just so wholesome again, because Dream, you know, he says he tells people his life story to show far how to show how far people can come, not as a way to gain sympathy. However, I think that just shows how nice and sweet and naive he was at this point, because him just even saying that. Adds to the story Ad, even more. Adds to it even more because he is an inspiration. He's not mm-hmm. using his homelessness, to, uh, his his previous homelessness, to try and win a million dollars. He just wants to inspire people. Mm-hmm. He wants to inspire the kids. And again, I'm not sure if that was. We never really get an answer on whether, whether dreams 100% knew what he was doing out here. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it's a bit more than we think he does. But again, I just think even him just saying that just shows just how how much of a threat he was because he truly believed that that didn't make him a threat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So wholesome. So uh, it's uh, final... Final five? Yeah. Earl plays his uh, immunity idol because that's the last chance. And I think you should always do that. I don't know why people leave the game... um, with idols in their pocket after the final, at the final five or whenever the cutoff is in your respective season. Just for a fun little uh, take home, maybe? I don't know, but it, especially in Survivor, you always want to make sure you're safe. Why not just play it? I mean, I would. I'm sure you can get it back afterwards. Jeff does like to say there's no, there's no, uh, oh, what's the word? Oh, no. I lost it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> There's no souvenirs and Survivor. That's it. <laughs> Brain's not working today. All right. So, uh, so Boo goes home at this one. So we rock up to day 38, second last day, the day of the final immunity challenge. The final four, Yao Man and Dreams, they're both still there.
0: This, this final four is set up so nicely because all the people you want there are there. Cassandra, maybe not so much, but you, you have all the best characters in the final and the best setup with the Yao.
1: Uh, the Yao Dreams trade. On that front, they start the day with Dreams. And Dreams is talking about how he wants to show his son that he's a man of his word with regards to the Yao Man deal that you should keep your word. That's what men do. Want to be a good role model, be a good person.
0: He says he is going to give him the idol if he wins at this point mm. in a
1: confessional. He says he intends to do it. So they go on the rites of passage, which I'm pretty hot or cold on.
0: Sometimes it's funny just to go back and look at all the names that, you know, who is that? And
1: I like the Rites of Passage in earlier Survivor. By the end, when it kind of tapered off, it was a little bit played out. But I, I do still enjoy it in, in, in this season. So they go through that. I thought it was an underwhelming, uh, you know, like tribute burning. It was just the kind of... The cave fire? No, this was the boat. Oh, the boat fire. The boat. Mm-hmm. So they, they just kind of leave a boat with the different little totems on it. Just burning in the middle of the river. And they just push it out. It's kind of underwhelming. I don't know. In terms of like when you think like Pearl Islands when they burn down a whole pirate ship. Pretty underwhelming. <laughs> so they uh, head into their final immunity challenge after that. And uh, this was a really interesting challenge. Because, I like the design of this challenge. Uh, so it's holding yourself up. You're holding a rope. You're on a an angled board. And you have to hold yourself up and there's water dripping down on you to make it slippery. So it's similar in concept to uh, current challenges where the contestants either have to, they're holding a rope and they've got their back to the water or they're holding behind their back Uh, but I've never seen anything like this since this was a really
0: fun challenge and a fun take on it Like this is something i'd love to see brought back. I love the changing
1: angles. It just adds drama Well, and again, I wish they would do this more like I understand that survivor They uh, at, at least you know in the more recent seasons 35 to 40 they they do a lot of the same challenges Which i'm fine with i'm not a big challenge guy. It doesn't matter to me as much but I would just love to see them just just throw in little changes. You can do the same challenge but just throw in just minor changes like this one, you know, like a uh, being on a board instead of holding above your head instead of behind you, right? Something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. It was fun.
1: I'd like to do that. So, uh, of course, in true dramatic fashion, this one comes down to Yao Man and dreams. We get through a few, uh, a few rounds of Jeff Probst cranking the uh, cranking the, the little wheel, the angle up a little bit mm-hmm. on the boards. Uh, Yao Man, though, you just can't hold on. Yao slips, he's he, out. He tried to win it for himself, and I respect that. I think that's, if you want to get a secure your own fate in the game. But he wasn't able to, but in his mind, he had a good backup plan. hmm This uh, deal that he had made with Dreams.
0: And Dreams wins immunity, and it's the most entertaining possible outcome, which I feel like happens a lot this season. There's the most entertaining thing happens.
1: Yeah, so... The afternoon is, it's a a big moral dilemma for dreams, because in the morning, of course, he said, this is, you know, where I'm going to give the idol to, yeah, man. However, now that he has it, and he has secured himself a spot in the final three. He starts thinking. And they know that it's a final three at this point. This was an interesting little drop on them, too, I found. Because, again, so this was, this, they were on the island... When the finale of Cook Islands aired. So they did not know. Cook Islands was the first time that Survivor had a final three. It's final
0: two the entire way up to this point. So the castaways
1: this time did not know that there would be a final three and not a final two. So that's very important. So now, Dreams, he has a ticket to finale night. He has a ticket to final tribal, the final three. Much heavier a decision than the deal he initially made.
0: This is so dramatic. I just love how how big it feels. This decision.
1: Well, and I think we've. I talked a lot about in the last episode the character arc of dreams. It comes to a, a conclusion here. This is without a doubt the 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 final step in his development as a survivor player. Um, we go to we go to tribal council. They have a long discussion about it. Lots of talk. Yao Man doesn't really try to sell his point to Dreams. He just says, I trust Dreams. I believe that he'll honor our deal. Because that's all he can say. What is he supposed to all say? All he can't say. You can't guilt him. You know, you got to still try to manage the jury. Dreams doesn't do it. In a
0: very... This is... I love how this one's edited, too. It's so dramatic. Like, they build suspense so well with that decision.
1: Well, and it was shocking, and I think... uh Speaking of the editing, we'll come back to it later, but I think they edited Dreams in a way to make this more shocking. hmm So, uh, he doesn't give it up. They go to vote. The vote is 3-1 for Yao Man. Yao's gone. Our boy. Sayonara to our favorite, favorite man, Yao Man. So, I think, I mean, this was the moment of the season. This was big. And this was like I love that it
0: happens at the last possible vote. Like it's it is so dramatic this season.
1: So would you have made that truck deal on either end?
0: I mean, from Dreams' perspective, you're taking a truck that's what, a sixty thousand dollar truck? I'd be taking that. Like I don't I don't think Dreams thinks he's winning the game. Does he? Does Dreams think he's winning?
1: I think there's a world where dreams wins at that point. If, uh, I mean, if Earl and Yao man are gone, but at that, I guess at that, point
0: he could have, could have thought that.
1: Yeah. No, I think in no world do you, does dreams not take that deal.
0: Yeah. I, you're getting a free truck and you don't have, I would be doing there's that. There's no obligation. There's no obligation and to give him the, idol. I
1: think there was a lot of backlash at the time. I mean, he got booed at the reunion I think as time goes on, if this happened in current day Survivor, I think this would be applauded as a good move. Everyone would love it. If you could convince somebody to give you a truck in order, uh, in exchange for an immunity down the line that you have absolutely no obligation to give them. I think this would be applauded. So I think, obviously at the time, it was it was quite shocking. Um, but... At the end of the day, I think it was it was the best move possible for Dreams because he wasn't going to win, and he had to get himself to final tribal. He was he was going to be voted out if he gave up immunity. He was going to be voted out, mm-hmm. and he could make, um, you know, a bigger difference for his family, making it one step further. Yeah. So I think uh, another interesting one is that Earl voted for Yao Man. Mm-hmm. Earl has to get uh
0: he pushes his best friend out of the game. Would you have what would you have done if you were Earl? I would have gotten rid of Yao Man. Like you're not gonna beat him. He knows that. He knows that's the only person and he says this on finale night. He knew once Yao Man was gone he was winning a million dollars.
1: Yeah, the second that happened. And I think again they set it up earlier on when he kind of he wasn't all in on giving Yao his immunity idol. Um they were just setting it up. He was playing a very individual game which you have to do and Uh, evidently, uh, it wasn't going to hurt him when it came to final tribal council.
0: No. And he owned it and that's what he needed to do.
1: So I think another interesting thing. So we get to day 39 and this is an, it's an all black, uh, final three.
0: It's very interesting because at the time, like how many black castaways were there? It wasn't very common. Cook Islands was the first season where they... They tried to add more diversity to the show. And it was very interesting to see the success of of the Black castaways.
1: Yeah. Well, again, you might not even get three Black people in a season. And so this one, again, I think on the back of Cook Islands, um, these were far and away the two most diverse seasons.
0: In the history of the show. And there are two
1: seasons that we both like these seasons quite a lot. They're really good seasons. So I'm not really sure why... I mean this is this is the first time it, it happened and it hasn't happened again why wouldn't they keep that ball rolling
0: it's i i don't know
1: i d- I, I don't have the answer we don't have an answer i don't have that. the answer but i i just think it's interesting that two very good seasons and and
0: uh it's interesting to point out the diversity of those two seasons breaking news
1: All right. I just wanted to cut in quickly to add one bit of news. After we recorded this segment, CBS announced a new target to have 50 percent representation for black, indigenous and people of color across all casts for its unscripted series. This, of course, includes Survivor and Big Brother. I will also be committing 25 percent of its annual unscripted development budget to creators and producers who are also black, indigenous and people of color. Uh, This is beginning for the start of the 2021-22 broadcast season. Uh, For more on this story, I would check out Entertainment Weekly's piece on it. They have some commentary from Black former cast members who created the Black Survivors Alliance and have been very outspoken about increasing the diversity of the cast. Uh, I don't personally have much to add. We obviously noted that there has been a noticeable lack of diversity on the show, we think, to its detriment. So this is a great first step towards a more representative cast. Jeff always says that Survivor, it's like they're creating a new society. So why not have it reflect our society a little bit better? Let's get back to the show. Aside from that, I think, you know, we go through the usual morning. They have a nice breakfast together. And then we might as well just get right into Final Tribal. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, it's basically as big a slaughter as you think it's going to be.
1: Yes, this is... Earl has a great performance. This is a very good Final Tribal.
0: And I also think this is one of the most obvious winners from a final three or final two. Obviously, Earl's winning this game.
1: Because the thing is, again, Dreams could have made his case. Dreams would have had a shot, I think. He could have gotten some votes, but the Yao Man thing just... It burned him too much. ...sewered him in front of the jury. So I think... uh, I think it was really interesting looking into their initial comments, their 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 initial statements. Earl said that he wanted to play an honest and clean game. I think he did, more or less.
0: He really didn't have to to screw anyone over. Like he he played his game, he was loyal to the people he was working with and he played everything behind the scenes and really didn't have to to get too much blood on his hands.
1: He says he tried to make the right moves and put myself in the right position. And something he pointed out is that he did not win a single individual immunity challenge. So he, he, did, he got there to. without that. He didn't even need to. And he didn't get, I mean, he got one throwaway vote early on. But for all intents and purposes, he did not get a single vote cast against him in the game. He basically played a perfect game. Basically played a perfect game. So I think that's interesting reading into Earl's game. Cassandra focused on the social aspect. She said she just wanted to be a friend for people, somebody that would listen and and that that anybody could talk to. And I mean, I think that was her best, her best route. I mean, that was the only thing that she could really say she did. They didn't have any respect
0: for her at this point, which I think is a little odd because I don't, I thought she was decently involved in the game.
1: I did too. Like she was... Uh, she was a decision maker. At least that was my impression in that Earl Yao Man alliance.
0: And she tried to get, she took a shot at Yao. She wanted Yao out. Like she was playing this game. And I think she probably deserves a little bit more respect than she got. Maybe they just don't like her
1: because she tried to get Yao Man out. Mm, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. But again, we go back to the very first uh, reward challenge after the merge. And, you know, she set herself up in that immunity, like we talked about, or in that alliance, like we said earlier. She was. She set it up, and she laid the groundwork early on, and she reaped the rewards. But obviously, they didn't really respect her game. I think the they um, thought she rode coattails. In an A, yeah, in an AMA with on on Reddit, Yao Man said that the jury uh, felt that Cassandra had ridden Earl's coattails in. So uh, then we get to Dreams' initial statement, and he didn't really he didn't really sell himself too well. I think he I think Dreams basically went in and said, you know. You guys know my story. I'm not going to try, you know, I'm not going to try and use that. You guys know why I'm here. You guys know who I am. I think Dreams, again, he it, it, he had the deck stacked against him. But I think if he had gone in and talked about his growth as a player and as a person in the game, moving from... And owned more of his decisions. And owned it. Because, I mean, that's just what you need to do. Especially this jury. They were very focused on... Uh, I think it was, it was maybe I think it was Mookie who said just a tip. Do not lie tonight. Mm-hmm. Tell the, the exact truth. So they they the jury wanted the truth. And I think dreams could have done himself a little bit better if he had just straight up said, you know.
0: And he never does. He never straight up says he was going to screw Yao over.
1: And he might have gained a little bit more respect if he did. Mm-hmm. Because I think, again, it's all the narrative arc of dreams. You know, he started playing kind of uh, naive, very cards on the table, and then he turned into a good strategic game player. Mm -hmm. And I think that's hard to do over the course of 39 days on a show that you may not have even seen before. I'm not sure what.
0: I don't know if Dreams knows how to own it, though. Like, I don't think Dreams knew what he was. I don't think he knew what he was doing at the end there. And obviously Earl did know what he was doing and was able to articulate why he was so good at the game because Dreams... Did
1: do a lot. He impacted the game in a lot of ways. So I think if, yeah, if he had just been a bit more upfront, uh, things, I mean, Earl was going to win, but I think things could have been a bit different for Dreams. Mm-hmm. But the Yao Man thing really stacked the deck against him. So some key questions I thought was interesting was um, Michelle asked the three what their biggest struggle was in the game. And this is where the, the, the Cassandra disrespect starts, because she says, oh, my biggest struggle was, you know, I came in, you know, I wasn't a very strong swimmer. And Michelle says, do you think your fear of water earns you a million dollars? There's no real good answer to that question. No. Uh, but again, Earl keeps the good times rolling here. And he says, you know, I've suffered more than anybody else. He says the suffering, which is a key part of Survivor, <laughs> mm-hmm. very key part, outlasting. It's not
0: as prevalent with modern Survivor, but in old school Survivor, just outlasting people was a huge
1: part of the game. He talked about his time on early Ravu and going to Exile Island a lot. And yeah, he had a tough game in terms of the elements. He had a much tougher road to get there as the only original Ravu member. Uh, He had a much tougher road in terms of uh, his experience in the environment and the elements than Cassandra and Dreams did. So again, I think that was... About as perfect an answer as you could give to that question. Mm, It was very good. So uh, another one that showcases how you shouldn't lie to the jury. Edgardo, he asks Earl how he knew who had the idol uh, in the Four Horsemen when Edgardo was voted out. And Earl straight up says... Dreams told me. Dreams told me. Because again, and I don't think that's necessarily throwing dreams under the bus, but when you get to this point in the game if the jury asks you a direct question, answer it directly. Mm -hmm. You cannot beat around the bush. So I think again, they
0: at the same time, you're push. You are pushing dreams under the bus, but that's what they want. They want you to own your game. And and at the same time, you are hurting dreams because the four horsemen feel
1: betrayed by by dreams. After that, Mookie comes up. He's focused on dreams a lot. He asked if he viewed his betray, his um, going against the four horsemen as a betrayal and dreams as he does, he kind of talks around it. He doesn't answer the question, just dreams own it. And that's when, yeah, Mookie says, this is not the time to lie or get caught up in a lie. So I think that was kind of dreams last stand there. If he could have in the eyes of the four horsemen, the other three horsemen, excuse me, (laughs) have, you know, just owned his game. It might've been different. Alex, Ask Dreams. They they don't like Dreams. No. At all. How are you a role model? Because <laughs> Dreams talked a lot about wanting to be a role model for other people and his son. And again, he's not really able to answer the question all that well. It was It was tough seeing because Dreams is not a good talker. Dreams is not good at explaining himself, obviously. But... I mean, at least he didn't get the type of disrespect that Sandra, uh, Cassandra got. I mean, we get Lisi up next, who has... I
0: do you not understand this human being?
1: Lisey has uh, no amount of reason to be mean to these people, because... You she didn't do anything. She didn't do anything. So she asks about Cassandra's water shoes. Says, show me your water shoes. And then something
0: <laughs> about being as fake
1: as... As her water shoes, I Lisey made no sense again, and it's I just don't get her. I think her point was that Cassandra's water shoes were lame or something, and that she wasn't prepared. They weren't good water shoes. I don't know. But again, Cassandra kind of doubled down on, you know, her game was the social game, which was all she really had, as we said. Then she asks Dreams, how many zeros are in a million dollars? Which I... Was she trying to call him stupid? I think she was, was but she trying she to, just looked stupid. Was she trying to point out his lack of education? Yeah. You're because, not the person to be doing it, Because Lisi. that was really just downright disrespectful, rude. You don't need to do that. We've seen a lot of stuff at Final Tribals, but I... In terms of uh, trying to degrade a person who has formerly been homeless for their level of education... Th- that's not cool and but he also he gets the question right and then it honestly <laughs> i think lisey has
0: to confirm with the other like <laughs> i think that's what was happening is lisey looks over and goes right like did he get it because <laughs> yeah. she doesn't know yeah, he
1: says six and i'm not good with the math either and so i went wait a minute yeah that's, that's right. right math <laughs> checks out i don't 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 know know what to say i don't know what what the point was
0: she's the worst
1: so anyway i just have all i have written down after that is wow (laughs) because that's it she was truly the most astounding person perplexing i just i didn't understand top 10 perplexing (laughs) top 10 perplexing terrible players oh god of all time lisi if you want to come on the pod and defend yourself please do please do it <laughs> uh so then she goes in on Earl's move of voting out Yao which again I mean that's the only real flaw in his game that's the only real thing that they can kind of pick at him at is his loyalty but he defends himself well again he's straight up he just he says own, he owns everything he does Yao was going to vote me out finally the Yao man himself oh my god and he asks he asks dreams a question about, you know, if he was going to change his mind.
0: Did he know he was going to betray him? He wants to know again. They're asking him again.
1: And he doesn't really answer. Again, Dreams bails on this. He bails, so that was kind of his last ditch. And, I mean, Yao's vote was never in, in doubt. So he just asks Earl, why didn't you vote for me? And Earl says, I didn't bring you to the next level because I could not win against you. That's and the
0: only, that's the best possible answer. It's the correct answer. It's the one everyone wants to hear. It's, he crushes it. Yeah, man respected yow.
1: that one. Gives him a smile and he goes, sits back down. A little alley oop at the end of the game there. A little alley oop. So uh, we get to the vote. And uh I guess if you haven't watched this, we've, I mean, we've been alluding to it the entire time, but Earl wins. He wins. He sweeps. Un- unanimous. 9 nothing Well, I mean, not technically the first perfect game in survivor history. But we'll call it that. For all intents and purposes, he played a perfect game.
0: I would say this is one of the most flawless games we've ever
1: seen. From top to tail, I mean, his final tribal was one of the best of all time. It's just very, again, just very calculated, very straightforward. He didn't lie. He didn't have to. He just, he is Earl. Mm-hmm. The King of Fiji.
0: The King of Fiji, the uh, winner.
1: I think uh, it's, it's a shame that he hasn't been back yet. It is.
0: And this is something we wanted to talk about because he apparently was close to coming back
1: for Winners at War season 40. He's been he's been close several times. He's been asked to return four times. And every single time there's been a conflict either with uh, his wife having a baby or uh, his work. He has a very busy work schedule. Uh, so he's been asked four times in those four other seasons were Micronesia. Oh, that would have been good. One of the best ever. Blood versus water. That would have Again, been a good amazing. one. And I think it would have been, it would have been uh, he and his wife because they were originally... Uh, they tried to get them both on The Amazing Race. Heroes versus villains. I mean, it would have been nice. Imagine if we got maybe Earl instead of Sugar on the Her- Heroes Drive. I know that wouldn't split men women, but just imagine. <laughs> mm-hmm. That would have been great. And then also Game Changers, which... I think that would have been a really interesting I think he Earl
0: coming back would be interesting no matter. No, what. I
1: know. But I'm saying specifically in Game Changers,
0: mm-hmm.
1: if he came back for Game Changers, he could be a two time winner right now.
0: Mm-hmm. That would have been a good game for him.
1: But I digress. So uh, if, if we head into the reunion show. uh. Earl and Yao, they were together since day 1. And also something that I thought was interesting was that Dreams said that he and Earl had a day one alliance as well. Cuz if we go back to the uh if we go back to the very first couple days, everybody was together on the same beach. On the same beach. So, I found that really interesting because that wasn't shown. No, that was that was not shown. I, I think a lot of Dreams was not shown. Because they ask again, Jeff tries, he asks him several times, you know, if he knew what he was doing out there, if, if this was all part of the game plan. He doesn't really answer, so he asks... Jeff he asks, presses him so hard. So Jeff asks Cassandra, and Cassandra says, yes, Dreams knew what he was doing out there. Uh, he was, you know, we had a lot of strategy talks, Dreams was always, you know, he'd go off and think about multiple scenarios of what could happen, and then they would come back, they would discuss what their next move would be, and... I think, I mean, we we saw none of that in the edit.
0: No, they don't show any of that. And that, that happens. There's going to be players that you don't know how good they actually were out there because they don't get the correct edit or they get a weaker edit.
1: But my theory here is that uh, they gave him a sweet, naive edit. They gave him a nice guy edit, a guy that everybody really liked the entire time, more or less until so, the end so that it was just that more shocking when he doesn't give the idol to Yaman. because the thing is if we saw this strategy that he was allegedly doing that Cassandra said he was doing you know we might have not been as surprised by him withholding that you know if we went into that thinking well dreams is a very strategic player you know he has a lot of uh, you know strategy and scenarios and and planned out and you know if he's you know thinking about this in a very calculated way he'll probably just keep it but I think the shock value of that, uh, of the edit that Dreams received, was uh, a lot more. Um, the, the shock value was a lot higher because he was edited in such a way that he was just so nice and wholesome up until that point, mm-hmm. trying to be a role model. So, uh, again, we we on, on Dreams, you know, he says, you know, he kind of talks about, you know, the conditions didn't really affect him out there, which I think is a really valid point. You know, he said... You know, sleeping on the hard ground wasn't hard for him.
0: Growing up homeless was was more difficult than Survivor, which is something he said a few times during the season, which is, it's an interesting perspective.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they haven't brought more people back from a similar background like that. Or just from more diverse backgrounds generally. Just generally more diverse backgrounds. Survivor. Get it on up. it. Pick it up. Come on. Um, Earl says he knew that as soon as Dreams went back on that deal... That he had won a million dollars. I,
0: I love that. He was, he knew. He had this game, the other, he had this game figured out. But even more crazy is that he said he had not seen any of the show leading up to it.
1: Yeah, again. He, he said
0: he watched maybe a bit of season one.
1: Yeah, his his AMA on Reddit, he said he caught a bit of one episode of Cook Islands that was airing uh, the night before he flew out uh, to Fiji in his hotel room.
0: And he knows the game like the back of his hand. So I just don't understand how that just came so naturally to him.
1: I think in this era of Survivor, it was a lot easier to come in without any uh, without any uh, notions and expectations. And, and I mean, if you think about the actual game elements, like what you know about Survivor up until that point, if you had watched the first season, it's people are going, you're in tribes, you're on an island together, you're surviving, you vote people out. That's what you know. However, he goes out... Um, and just like everybody else, Jeff tells them that there's a hidden immunity idol and they go, oh, a hidden immunity idol. Like he didn't, that wasn't a disadvantage to him. Other people hadn't come in with hidden immunity idol strategies.
0: That's a good point. He, it's so early in the, in the series that like it still had, they, they had the
1: game hadn't been figured out at that point. So I think that's very interesting. Um, just thinking that somebody can just come in with such a good understanding of the social dynamics like that. I think he's just a, a an amazingly social and smart guy. I think that I think some people just have it and some people don't. So I think uh, Jeff asks why Yao man didn't try to convince dreams um, to give him the idol at the end. and he said it was just his stubbornness. He stubbornly had this you know this view in his mind of dreams that dreams was you know going to be a, a, a moral guy and honor this agreement and he there was nothing in his mind that was going to convince him otherwise
0: i love that ya man's stubbornness is just being too
1: nice <laughs> <laughs> like it's not a bad trait it's just like him being like i believed in him too much <laughs> it's just too wholesome Yeah, man what's your biggest flaw
0: <laughs> i'm too nice to i people. care too much <laughs> and it's, it's actually honest <laughs>
1: All right, wrapping up after the reunion, just have a few more points. As I said, Earl and Yao Man both did AMAs on uh, on Survivor Reddit, r slash Survivor. And there's some really interesting points that I found from this about this season. I think something to talk about is Michelle because both Earl and Yao mentioned Michelle as a very strong player.
0: Mm-hmm. And we could sense that too as the, as the viewer. You could sense there was more
1: going on with her. And sure, game got cut short. It did. And I think... You know, Yao was asked about a player from his season that he would like to see return, and he said Michelle. And then uh, Earl was asked about who the biggest, the best players were in his season. And I think he said, I think he basically listed off the final five and Michelle, including Alex as well. So she had a lot of respect. She had a lot of respect. So I think, I know her name has come up before um, in survivor circles as somebody who could return, but I think... As somebody who got her game completely flipped by a very weird twist that hasn't ever been used again, I think that would make her a prime candidate if they wanted to do a second second chance type season. Second a, chance too. Second chance too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she would be, you know, a player that's only played once and, you know, it's it's been a while, but I think that redemption storyline of her being in a really good position and just her game just being blown up by a really weird twist. We both didn't like it. We talked about
0: it uh, when in the last episode, it was something neither of us liked.
1: Yeah, not at all. I, I think that was one of the few twists that and the, the, the have and the have nots kind of idea. It created fun.
0: It created some entertainment value.
1: I didn't like it though. <laughs> it just, it made it too imbalanced. So, um, yeah, man also said that he would, he, he would play again which I think was interesting, but he says he hasn't been asked. Um, he mentioned that they they haven't asked, quote, old guys, like him and uh, him and Bob, Bob Crowley. So I think, uh, think Yao yeah Man could come back. I think they could bring him back, but it would have to be a very specific themed season. Like if they wanted to do like a, if they did like an old school season and they were playing up like an older players versus younger players type thing, that's the only time if they haven't tried to bring him back yet, that's the only situation where I could see them bringing him back mm-hmm. is if he fit into kind of like a, an old school theme. Or, I want him back or, in any capacity. Oh, I do, too. I just think if they haven't if they haven't asked him yet, uh, they're either not going to or they're waiting for something like that. A very because they love their very specific themes and playing up the themes now. So I would I'd love to see him back. But again, I think uh, it would have to be a very specific situation. um, I think, again, interesting with with Earl, um, he was actually, again, he was recruited like most people on this season, but it was just chance. The casting director for Survivor just happened to be at a restaurant while Earl and his uh, girlfriend, now wife, were having dinner, and she just literally just walked up, talked to them, and said, hey, do you guys want to be on <laughs> The Amazing Race?
0: You know how that just kind of happens. You know people, how that right? just kind of happens.
1: Mm-hmm. We've turned out for dinner. We've turned down a couple, mm-hmm. a, a couple times on reality shows. So um, they declined, but they kept his contact information. Somebody dropped out like a couple days before they were about to leave for Fiji. They called Earl, and now he's a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> so good for Earl. Uh, I was, I mean, a chance and fate, and but then you get one of the best players of all time, and it worked out. So, um, yeah, so I think, Matt, I think final thoughts. Why don't we just move into final thoughts here? I from from my perspective, i would I would say we rank this season a bit higher than most of the consensus survivor crowd does.
0: Some people really don't like this season, and for me it it's surprising because I loved it. I loved every second of this season.
1: Most of the rankings that I've seen kind of have it in that sort of bottom third, which for me, uh, I'm and I'm not trying to make a hot take here, but I, I this definitely falls into a top 10 Survivor season for me. Me, this is easily top 10 for me too. Because the thing was, I think there were a lot of boring people in the cast. It wasn't a perfectly cast season, but the characters that they did have... They were home runs. ...made up for it. I mean, you get Yao Man and Earl. Dreams. You have the four horsemen. Rocky. The the the, the three horsemen that ya, we love to hate. Uh... Rocky. Oh, man. man. I also Great have TV. to know, Rocky was just looking so much more Stallone-like at the reunion. <laughs> his hair had gotten a little shaggier. I don't know. His jawline got a little stronger. I don't know. I don't know what happened, but he just looked like he was just going to be, I don't know, getting pummeled in a boxing ring or something.
0: One of the best characters the show's Adrian. ever seen. <laughs> Adrian!
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think... Again, for me the 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 major flaws were kind of the have and have nots twist solely because it made the pre merge portion so imbalanced. It was so um Moto just dominated. And I think again, just from a character development standpoint, I have a problem with that because you don't get enough tribal councils, um when it when a tribe is dominating. So they don't get as much screen time and you don't get to develop a character like Cassandra, who made it to the final three, but she got very little screen time pre-merge. I, I see what
0: you're saying. And I, and I agree with what, with your point about not getting character development on one of the tribes. But for me, I, the, the have, have nots creates a very unique survivor season for me and a very unique start to a season. And I just think the uniqueness of the season alone for me is something I really like. And the have, have nots for me is something that has never happened again and will never happen again. It was, it was cool.
1: Well, and again, for me, I think usually a season where a tribe dominates so handily early on, I would say those usually skew a little bit lower in my rankings just because there's so little character development. So the fact that despite all of that, all that withstanding, uh, it's still in my top 10, I think really speaks to uh, the great characters on this season. You know, it's kind of like, you know, this is the 14th year of the show. It's kind of like it's in its like weird adolescent stage.
0: I feel like they're starting to
1: find their stride around now. Well, but it was like, it's teenage years, you know, like they wanted to try stuff out. They're listening to rock music for the first time. You know, they're trying on skinny jeans. (laughs) Some of it's good. Some of it's bad. Some of it sticks. Some of it won't. Some of it won't, but uh, I think overall, very good. Matt, your final thoughts.
0: My final thought is that I really like this season. One thing that I, I love is the clear heroes versus there. There's clear heroes and clear villains on this season. And I think you get some of the greatest characters this show's ever seen. For me, I love entertaining people on the show. And I love... if you're Even if you're not impacting the game, if you're fun, I'm going to like you. And you have some of the best characters we've ever seen. We have Dreams, Rocky, like we mentioned. And then you have the most wholesome tandem in the history of the show and one of the best alliances in the history of the show with Yao and Earl. And I just think there's such a good message behind those two and, and what they can can I guess teach us about how you can play the game with honesty and integrity and still be masterful at it and I just I love that the heroes win too at the end it's just it's a perfect I really really like this season it wouldn't be in my top five I don't think but somewhere in that five to ten range
1: I love I love Fiji Mm -hmm. it's good storytelling great winner a great alliance overall pretty good so I think that's that For Survivor 14, Fiji. Thanks for listening. Matt, we did it.
0: We got through season 14 of Survivor. Our
1: first rewatch. It's very exciting. Only 39 seasons to go.
0: Mm. Excited.
1: Mm. Yeah. We're doing all of them. We're doing everything. So uh, if you're joining us in this rewatch journey, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. We're going to be doing this for a bit. We're going to have some more episodes, some more rewatches, some more uh, fun, shorter episodes in between. So check that out. We'd also love to hear what you think about Survivor Fiji. Do you love it? Do you hate it? Do you hate Rocky? Do you think Alex was really like Tony Montana? Do you, and a lion. Do you <laughs> Do you love Earl and Yao Man? As much as we do. How do you rate this season? Let us know so you can find us on social media at Dig Deep Survivor Pod. You can tune in there for our definitive Cowboy Hat props rankings at some point. Uh, we'll be back our next episode with a discussion episode. We're going to be making lists and ranking things because everybody loves a good list. Right, Matt? Lists are in. So we will also reveal next episode which season we'll be digging into next. Whoa. Could be spooky. It could be. Anyway, I think that's all we got for today. Good night. Good night.